the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 333. I'm Paul Halfway Spain. to the number Neighbour of the that. Beast. We'll have to be back for that one. Half yeah, the number yeah, of the absolutely. beast. And who are our other guests tonight? Oh, that's a good question. I'm Brett Roberts. <laughs> and I'm Paul Brislin. Welcome along, gents. Thank you for uh, both joining the New Zealand Tech Podcast this week. Happy to be here. Yeah, me too. Well, we've got a few local topics this week, so let's jump straight in. Um, Wednesday last week, we had an interesting announcement from a few of our government ministers Mm -hmm. at uh, Police HQ in uh, downtown, well, the, the central Wellington Police HQ. Uh, when new, they new Scotland Yard. Their new one 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 emergency system. Yes, which is uh, is pretty interesting. The, the sort of highlights of how this new uh, system works is when you call one 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 now from a mobile, which we're told uh, mobile calls account for something like eighty uh, percent of yeah. those uh, yeah. of those emergency uh, calls. When you call from your mobile, there's going to be two uh, location systems that will be triggered one or two depending on the scenario uh, but for every call from a mobile the 2111 the mobile carrier will immediately pass uh, to emergency services the cell site information that you're calling from so right depending on where you are that could be a big or a, or a small yeah, yeah. Uh, radius but so there will be a, a general uh, area so probably pretty pretty handy uh, if somebody's Maybe calling from out in the bush and those types of scenarios yeah, to give yeah. a little bit of uh, you know general broader info, uh, and then for those with Android handsets, it gets a whole lot more interesting. And uh, they're going to be using a new technology that Google launched uh, or started pushing out into phones last year. And this will be not just in the newest Android phones, but any any Android phone mm. back to about two point three. Uh, will potentially be able to do this, and GPS coordinate will get passed back to um, emergency services uh, virtually instantly. It may, I mean, it may take a few seconds, but they've told me within sort of five to to ten seconds. Yeah. And if there's no GPS fix, but there, it, um, but Google is able to pick up some sort of location off Wi-Fi hotspots as well. It'll pass through that info. So pretty much the same sort of info that gets drawn on from Google Maps and so yep. on, uh, what gets utilised if you're walking around inside a mall uh, where yeah, your exact GPS fix can can vary or not work at all, yeah. um, that information's going to get passed back. And that's fantastic because I don't know about you, but whenever I've called, uh, it's, it's I'm either in the car, I don't know quite where I am or how to describe where I am terribly well. Uh, and that's that's a real bugbear for uh, for the the emergency services at the other end of the line. In the old days, of course, you'd just be ringing <laughs> from a landline, so they knew exactly where you were, and it was only telecom, so it was never any problem. Uh, but with the the disapparation of the telco networks and the um, the move away from one provider for all things vocal, uh, this is this is a very good move. I think this is uh, great to see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's a fantastic move. There's been a couple of times I've made emergency calls that have been from. Mobile phones, the adrenaline's going. They ask tricky questions about where you are. That's if, right. If my phone could tell them that yeah. wouldn't be a bad thing. I wonder yeah. what the roadmap is for Windows Mobile. You think 
Windows Phone distant you know, by 2050. <laughs> well, tumbleweed. <laughs> who, who knows whether Microsoft will have any uh, uh, any any phones and and the who knows. Um, and and then there's uh, Apple, and I I did ask Apple for some input, and they came back and sort of reminded me about some of the emergency you know features built in uh, to iOS, and, but they didn't give any uh, reference to following in Google's footsteps in terms of having this automated. Mm. Uh, service. So what happens is when you dial that emergency number from your mobile, uh, my understanding is in most Android phones, um, there'll be a trigger and then it will forward that information uh, through electronically to emergency services. There apparently are a few scenarios that won't work. So I was curious, for instance, well, is it tied back to your your uh, phone being a New Zealand Phone. So if you parallel imported yep. something and maybe 111 isn't programmed in as the, the emergency number, although maybe it pulls that off your location. I'm not sure exactly how it does that these days. Um, but, you know, if there were some scenarios like that where it wouldn't work and it was mentioned to me that there are some issues, seems to be mostly around people that are roaming. So, they're uh, you know, they've, they do they don't oh, have okay, a local SIM card, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so they're more, you know, they're 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 still using our local networks, and in those cases, the cell site information is still going to get passed That's through, right. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you the might actual the Android bit yeah. might not be able to uh, get its head around what it needs to do. But I think yeah. they're working on that, and they seem reasonably upbeat about getting something working with iPhones at, at you know in the future yeah. so uh, yeah, I, 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 I would imagine mm. you know now that this is happening Apple's not going to be too keen to uh, you know have people out there think oh, maybe I, I won't get an iPhone because it's not as uh, not as safe in an emergency well you situation. mentioned insurance with kids right they're yeah, going to make yeah. a technology choice you know that's going to be a differentiator for them so mm. I'm sure yeah, it will exactly. catch up yeah yeah it's yeah. cool. It's a good thing. It yeah. is. It is. There are rocks. there are concerns about privacy and things of that sort. But I think did the police address uh, address um, how how easy it is for them to access it's, it's this a, material? Yeah, it seems to be reasonably ring fenced. So uh, the the info I got on it, they will be able to access that location information for uh, sixty minutes. That yeah. they will have access to it. They, uh, the, well, the privacy commissioner has sort of written some new rules around how they use that information. Yep. So my general understanding on it is that, let's say you're, I don't know, let's make something up, you're, you're burgling a house and across the road you see a house that's on fire um, <laughs> yeah. and, and you call up, then they're probably... Well, they they should be using the information for what you're for reporting yeah. rather not. than hey, yeah, we're yeah. going to now use this information uh, against you for yeah. you know for the other scenario. So, and I guess yeah. it's triggered by you calling in. It's yeah. not as if they can just actively right. Let's track that Brett Roberts fellow. He looks a bit shifty. Let's just see where he is at the moment. Fire up the computer. Yeah, it's not quite going to be in that <laughs> league, is it? Too, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I th- I, th- I think it. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty happy with with the approach that they've taken. Um, I would imagine the privacy commissioner's had a really good look at all of this too. And we've got a pretty good privacy commission here, so yeah, and he's very tech yeah. savvy, isn't he? He's very yeah, aware very, of these um, yep. these kinds of issues. They so did they good. did put it to me last week on the project. They said, Paul, what what if you were having a heart attack, but you didn't want emergency services to know 
where you are. What right, would be yeah, your that happens all then, the time. What would then be your do answer not to that call. <laughs> That's right. And the, which parallel universe would this be happening in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a Rick yeah. and Morty episode, not a, <laughs> not a real, right. real life thing. Do yeah. not send help now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my answer was just, well, die. Um, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, what, you know, what, what yeah. else do you do? I'm having a yeah. heart attack, but I'm a strong privacy advocate. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not conflicted. going to share. Yeah. <laughs> my world is going black. No. So I'm walking towards the light. Should I? This is always my argument about um, people complaining that cell phones uh, are killing people with brain cancers and tumors, which is provably untrue. Uh, and I'd say, yes, yes, no, cell phones are very good for um, health-related matters. Think of all the people who've been saved by being able to phone for help when they need it. Uh, apparently that doesn't wash, though. No, it's just <laughs> cell phones are evil, and yeah, uh, right. that must be exactly. it. So my advice to those people is unplug your cell phone and put it back in the box and give it back to the shop you bought it from because, actually, right. we don't need you on the internet. It's all good. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Yeah. But you're never going to please anyone, but everyone, but uh, but there we are. Um so yeah, I, th- I mean, I think overall it's it, it's got to be pretty good. There's, yep. I understand, there's a little bit more um, development work to be done by uh, police and fire services to leverage this even better. So I got to um, have a little bit of a walk through the mm. um, uh, where the emergency services team sit and have a look at, at what they actually do. Um, so the ambulance services have already got it. So when that call comes in, it's going to pop up, I think, with a map. So instantly they're getting that feedback. Very good. Um, yep. Whereas, yeah, the, the police and the fire services haven't got that just yet, but that's all being worked on in the background and being coded. Now, Brett, understand um, <coughs> Datacom, we're actually, uh, which is where you're based, um, yes. actually done all the um, most of the hard work behind making this happen in New Zealand. So there you Excellent. go. Excellent. Of course, I knew that before you <laughs> mentioned that, Paul. And yes, uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, we do a lot of work with um, large government agencies, so yeah, it yeah. doesn't surprise me. We did the real me stuff that enables you to get a passport in a few days. I'm very proud of that. I think that's one of the most It is awesome one of the things. success stories, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. You Real tell people rocks. overseas. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject. No, no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But it's, I did anyway. It's, so it's, 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 it's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, one of the interesting little factoids that I... Um, is that a word? Anyway, yes. what, yeah. what, out of the discussion with um, uh, one of the, the technologists, I guess, who was sort of in, involved in the project... I asked them what, how many, because they, they started this a few days ahead of the announcement, and if you actually looked around online, uh, it was, there were, a, there was, well, there was one telco who certainly was already coming up in Google searches around this, which was mm. two degrees. So they, they put it out to all their customers. This is what we're, what we're doing okay. from a, a privacy perspective. Um, and there was, I think there was something up on the MB um, site as well. But um, so I knew it had been running for a few days, and, and they made that clear that they'd been trialing it and so on. And uh, it was mentioned that they'd had around 9,000 uh, calls to date where they'd actually got that full wow. GPS uh, location yeah. information on. I was thought, that's pretty cool. But the interesting yeah. thing was that was out of a total of, uh, I think it was around 24,000 uh, or maybe more calls. So mm. at that stage, there was less than half the calls that they're actually getting the location information from. So right. you know, maybe, well, I'm sure in time that's going to increase and we'll eventually but get but to even a point that, even where if it's was the, a, the yeah, last majority. It's right? better than nothing oh, at all, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And one of the bits of feedback from uh, the emergency operators was that it, it's already just transforming 
the job. Just having yeah. that information yeah. instantly, yeah. you save all this time. An emergency situation, if you can save five or ten seconds, yeah. that might you know, yeah. in some cases save a life or in some cases you actually just can't get an accurate location no, because no. you know someone's in a situation where they can't communicate yeah. it, they don't yeah. know how to communicate it. Or even th- you think about um, situations where you know you, someone's involved in a crash on, on a road like um, Great South Road, which starts it's, renumbering yeah. how many times? So three times know, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm outside number 200. Well, yeah. which part? Yeah. I, you know, that, That's right. So just for things like that. I think yeah. Yeah. I'm somewhere on State Highway 1, uh, yeah. south well, of Talbot. State Highway, Highway 2. There's or... all these black, black spots where it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But apart from yeah. that, yeah. 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 And that's right. And uh, um, uh, pronunciation is another um, issue that they struggle with. I phoned because a van had flipped on the road um, a couple of years ago uh, on Parau Street, uh, but the other three people who'd phoned in as well, their version of Parau Street was quite <laughs> different to mine. Yep. And I could spell it because uh, I knew the street and the others couldn't. And so the woman I was speaking to said, oh, thank goodness, because we've got two other people on calls at the moment trying to tell us about this van and we can't figure out where it is from the way they're pronouncing wow. so it. So in this case, so, yeah, the three calls, one, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. those is, is more than likely to pass through the information. That's I right. guess that the thing to be um, wary of or aware of as if is that you still need to give that information out unless they say otherwise yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we're not at that point yet where it's not all our phones are passing yeah, yeah. it through and there are you know some scenarios so uh, um, you know I can imagine there could be one or two calls after some of the media coverage people are just assuming oh yeah this yeah, is all, this is all done an now and That's they'll right. be talking to the emergency services person and saying can you give me your address they say no no I don't need to give you that you've already already got it and uh, I was and listening ha- to the podcast bit, and they said it's fine yeah yeah also not to worry no do not listen to the podcast it's <laughs> yes. Uh, so good, good stuff there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased about that. And it's nice that we're, yeah, New Zealand's reasonably well at the forefront. There's not yeah, too many okay. other countries. I think the US have had another system that d- doesn't utilise this technology for <laughs> red for, flags and people well, walking in front of cars. <laughs> yeah, no, for awful. many years. I think they were, they were the first to sort of try and you know do this emergency location yeah. stuff. After Google's rolled out their technology, I think UK and there's some countries in Europe that are using it. Um, other than that, we're it's we're nice. about it. So uh, okay. it's nice to be. I think there's know, an FCC directive in the, the states front. about this, isn't there? Yeah, they've got is. a date by which they have to be able to implement it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be what's driving Google and probably therefore Apple and others to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To party so, up. Um, so yeah. that's good. Go New Zealand. Now, yeah, also cool. on the New Zealand front. Um, Paul, you as wearing your uh, your PR hat, which mm. is your it's very um, tight fitting. Your day job. Um, yeah, <laughs> you've been involved with uh, Tech Week this year. That's right. Can you maybe run us through a, a highlight or Goodness two of uh, me. Tech Week? Well, it's it was pretty massive. It, it, it was yeah. huge. Last year it was only in Auckland uh, and um, had about uh, fifty events over the course of the week. This year it's gone nationwide. Uh, Two hundred eighty-seven events in twenty-four different towns and cities. I can't even name twenty-four different towns and cities. But if you're in Hokitika or Oakuni or Greymouth or Whangarei, there was there were a lot of events all up and down the country. And the main theme this year, if there was a single theme, was around sharing New Zealand's innovation successes with the world. Uh, so not only do we have uh, a fair number of international speakers come down this way but more importantly we were also leading the conversation in a lot of areas and one of the big uh, streams of work was around the future of uh, food and the future of farming and that uh, that was a fascinating look at uh, the next 10 years New Zealand uh, you've got to wake up about now and realize that our entire export market <laughs> for 
um, dried milk powder, meat, anything protein-based, that's got about 10 years left. Uh, And I, you know, every time I talk about artificial food, somebody always says, oh, I wouldn't eat that. And I said, no, it's not really aimed at you. It's aimed at Africa, at China, at the subcontinent of India, places where getting food to a large number of people is essential. And at the moment, uh, we ship dried milk powder halfway across the planet. Uh, That's all going to go away because they'll be able to brew it in a vat. Uh, And eventually, ultimately, to the point where you can't tell filet mignon from the real thing or um, wine um, brewed in a vat from organic wine. So this this kind of future of uh, the technical future of farming, uh, you know, there was all the basic stuff as well, like, you know, drone surveys of your farm and driverless tractors. But um, this future of food was really quite fascinating, I think. And that was just one of the strands, you know. Um, uh, Brett will tell you, we were, you, there, were, there was blockchain stuff going on, um, artificial reality, virtual uh, augmented reality. AR, VR, yeah, AI, right. machine learning. Lots of headsets, Internet yeah. of Things. Uh, and it was it was a fascinating um, a fascinating week of it. I uh, I didn't get to as many events as I would have liked, um, which is always the problem. But I did go and see Neil Stevenson talking uh, about um, some of his work here in Auckland. He was in Wellington um, and Auckland events uh, talking about the books that he's written. Uh, and the future is as uh, he's seen them and where he got things right and where he got things wrong, which mm. was um, really interesting. Uh, you know, there's a man who does think about our industry an awful lot. And uh, uh, when he's not destroying the entire world, um, uh, gets along quite nicely and, and was really great to hear from. So, yeah, it was it was great. Um, I think the team at NZ Tech did a fantastic job putting it yeah, all together. Agreed. Uh, and next year no it'll be by the way, twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next year it'll be um, uh, twice as big and twice as hairy. I imagine that's great. Well, and and I think <clears throat> an encouragement there for uh, for people that are looking to put on events, make sure you uh, you get connected up and uh, um, you know connected into that uh, that ecosystem from uh, from NZ Tech. And it, you know it's great to see it go from a smaller. Auckland oriented Local, thing to yeah, something yeah. that is very, uh, very much nation, nationwide. Yeah, I, I think um, huge, um, you know, congrats to AT because I think it was a big step last yeah, year. I mean, yeah. that was a pretty ballsy call. Um, and when I heard they were going to roll it out countrywide this year, I just thought that might be biting off a bit too much. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I never underestimate NZ Tech, Graham Mueller. And, and if I had to give a shout out for this whole thing, it would be to. Jennifer Clamp, who I'm yeah, sure you yeah, have a fair bit of dealing with, who yeah. um, not single-handedly but certainly was the mastermind and the, the driving force behind a lot of this. Mm. It's just a stunning job, and I think something we should be really proud of. Hey, just going back to that food thing, I, yeah. I think, because I, I use those, you know, perfect day for the milk thing and the um, the plant-based meat and the lab-grown meat and all that sort of thing and, and lots of presentations. And people raise that same thing, right? I'd never eat anything in labs. Like, have you eaten a pineapple lump? No, they grow on mat? pineapple about, trees. It's, it's, yeah. it's like it'll take five minutes for That's people to right. accept it. All it's got to do is taste the same, feel the same when it's in your mouth, yep. and be cheaper. Yep. And the milk and companies, the, the farming, you know, I, I actually think we are 10 years away, 20 years away from me driving my grandkids around the countryside and telling them how there used to be cows all over it. That's right. I actually yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. coming. Yeah. And I saw a tweet just yesterday, um, and I don't know who it was from, I can't remember, but they were saying they were talking to someone at Fonterra um, about Perfect Day, which is the milk, um, the, you know, the lab-based milk. Um, it is milk. It's just there isn't a cow involved in the that's, process. That's right. Yeah. And they didn't know who, who the Fonterra person didn't know who Perfect Day was. Now, I would yeah. imagine, you know, I would like to think that there's someone at 
Fonterra right now terrified about Perfect Day and figuring out how we go and build that technology ourselves and eat our own cow-based milk market share and replace it with something else. You know, we're at the sharp, pointy, leading edge of that stuff. We're pretty exactly. good at it. Um, the first rule of, you know, um, running a business is you should cannibalise your own business. Don't let someone else do it to you. I, I really do genuinely hope we've got people thinking about that. I nag NZ Beef and Lamb occasionally on Twitter just about the, <laughs> the, meat, the meat replacements but yeah. never, never get a bite. So. Yeah. No, no, no. So and that's, speak, that's probably uh, a little bit further away but yeah. not not that much no, it's further all, away. So the, the interesting yeah. thing with it is the tech's nailed, right? It's doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, it is. The first um, lab-grown meat hamburger patty I think was 300,000 yep. US dollars and then they were down to about 300 and then it was 30 and, and soon it'll be $3 cents. and then it'll be yeah. 3 cents. Yep. Um, you know, the thing that tech does and has always done really well is scale. That's right. Once they figure out the how, the, the how do they make billions of them thing um, kind of comes naturally. Um, yeah. There, yeah. There's a precedent. There's a whole bunch of precedents. And it just worries me that it would appear no one here seems to think that that's a threat. That's I right. A I've threat. spoken to MB, uh, to some people there, and they're yeah. certainly aware of it. Yeah. Um, and Treasury has a unit who think about these things, and they're aware of it. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder how far into the uh, into the mindset of um, the forward planners of places like Fonterra, yeah. but also um, federated farmers who are, who are big drivers of this. They've they've really got to come to grips with this in a hurry. And one of the big drivers, of course, is the um, uh, w- the, the damage that cows are doing to Absolutely. our environment. You know, when, when tourism comes racing along and is our number two export earner, closely followed by the tech sector, I have to say, yep. uh, then, um, you know, there is high time that we um, we addressed both problems with uh, with one shoe, yep. really, and, and technology is, is absolutely delivering that. So, and as you say, if we don't disrupt, somebody else will. So, yeah, um, you know, let's make it easy for uh, for our guys to win. I agree. I agree. Let's uh, let's keep push, pushing ahead. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how that that um, that stuff will progress mm. on on the food front. And I mean, for me, I I definitely want to. I want to. I want to try the products, right? I think yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. that's the bit that sort of convinces you across the line. If you know you end up with a really good product that's good for you and and tastes good, yeah, um, and um, it's and not doesn't gonna, require and, and paddocks and paddocks c- of correct. cows. Yeah, and, the point you make, yeah. um, Paul one. Which one's Paul one? You can be Paul one. You be Paul two. <laughs> um, Paul two um, is that while you know we might sit here and, and want to eat you know prime eye fillet steak, the re- the real. Um, thing. The there McCoy. are people elsewhere in the world that have never had to or had the opportunity to eat a steak for whom that's a right. lab-grown piece of steak is a perfectly acceptable thing. Yep. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And and there is going to still be a market for the real thing. A- absolutely. But, you know, we need to move up the food chain, uh, literally this time, mm-hmm. and, um, and and be able to play at both yep. ends. So, Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots to be done there, I think. Very we should much be leaving so. the country. When we're in charge, things will be different. It, it will be. Yeah. Now, uh, tied in with Tech Week uh, was the uh, annual High Tech Awards, which have been going on for, I don't know, how many years have they been running for um, now? Um, years now. Many, yeah. many. Yes, yeah. Um, and some, um, some, well, big, big lineup of winners, but Pushpay seemed to, uh, seemed to be the one that, uh, that really stood out, and uh, they, uh, they obviously won the High Tech Company of the Year. Yeah. Um, award for uh, 2017, 23rd year of the uh, the high tech wow, awards. Goodness me! Um, oh, we are getting old. <laughs> I so oh, I push, can't remember the first one. I'm sure. Pushpay is an interesting uh, interesting company because they have been they've been you know they've they've grown really well. When I first heard of the concept of what they were doing, which is 
you basically you'd fire up their app, you put in your credit card details so you could donate to you know a, a preferred charity yeah. or church and I think now uh, they've, they've they've been trying this with uh, with power companies and so on as well but it it's basically a portal through which you can make payments to uh, to other people but without entering your credit card every time so it's it's actually pretty simple yeah. uh, what they do but they have really gained some incredible traction and in, certainly in the US uh, market where there's uh, squillions that gets gets donated uh, to to churches and charities, and they seem to be uh, uh, the leading player as far as I can see there. And then by moving into uh, into other sorts of payments, and they really open it up, so it's of interest to a much broader mm. uh, market for for those who are you know wanting to pay power companies. I imagine we'll see telcos and and other things potentially go through their uh, their channels in the future as well if they can clip a little a little slice of all these yep. sorts of payments yep. then uh, then there's a lot of uh, a lot of money in there i think last time i looked they were up around a, a half a billion uh, new zealand dollar um the yeah, valuation in yep. terms of their, uh, their their stock price and been and around for how long would it be four years oh for, yeah, yeah four, on a good day years, four or five days yeah yeah things move pretty quick in this uh, <laughs> in this world of <laughs> world, world of technology right They've been around but, all um, week yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive, and you know, you, you and I haven't heard, you know, the full detail of their their story, mm. but uh, yeah, you hear. I've certainly bits and pieces that I've heard. You know, they went through. I think you know most of the troubles that small startups have oh, gone through, and yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, many many challenges. Of you know, a friend of mine was was telling me how uh, I think you know one of the founders was uh, uh, was out looking for money, and and, and I asked him for you know the hundred k early on, which would have been worth you know millions now. Yeah, that's right, um, and you know. All of all of the hard times, but uh, yeah, they seem to be doing very uh, uh, very well right now in terms of increasing the um, um, the, the funds that are I mean, floating smart, through them. Without a yeah. doubt, a smart company, right? And they um, they've identified a good niche. Um, my understanding is that they kind of started out as being a general pay for anything, but then discovered the the whole church donation thing, which is obviously huge in the United United States. Um, and certainly, some people I know that know some people there from my um, my time at Callahan Innovation spoke very highly of the leadership and the the, the vision and the focus of the organisation. So you know, I think great idea, um, did a great job of identifying the right market and in a, a well led organisation is a, it's mm. a pretty wicked combination in the yeah, tech really. space. I hear yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pretty good place to work as well. Yeah. That they've really got a great environment. So uh, yeah, yeah, good and, culture and, and, and it's, good yeah, it's good to see that sort of thing from yeah, New Zealand. Cool. Some of the tech companies we've heard about in the media recently in the US who yeah. uh, may, maybe their uh, yes. uh, cultures aren't quite so good. <laughs> so, aren't quite uh, there, are they? You know, yeah. it's... Uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic to hear that. Now the kind of the the big uh, elephant in the in the in the world uh, in the tech world at the moment. Um, it's it's really all about uh, ransomware and uh, WCry, WannaCry, WannaCry, um, yeah. which has just been uh, all over the media. I think it has has created a pretty big stir right around mm. the world, and. Yeah, it's um, it's been it's been interesting, you know, for me working within a, a technology services firm where uh, I have to give confidence to my clients that actually they're okay, they can sleep at night, uh, their data hasn't been compromised, and and they're going to be okay. Which you know, of course, in the world we're in, you can't absolutely a hundred percent guarantee uh, that 
uh, you know, in any situation that you're a hundred hundred percent safe because you don't know what new what new compromise someone's yep. going to come up with uh, tomorrow that exploits something that actually hasn't been patched yet and so on. Uh, this particular case is, um, is is kind of curious because of its uh, links back to uh, NSA in yeah. the, in the well, US. Smith's okay. statement was um, pretty strong. Did you say that was Smith? very, very strong. What was, oh, yeah. what was well, his basically comment? Basically what he said was, look, you morons, this is what happens when you weaponize IT. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. effectively yeah. it. Yeah. He said uh, the exploits in, used in the attack were drawn from the exploits stolen from the NSA. Uh, that theft was publicly reported earlier this year basically calling NSA out for keeping the, um, the the information to itself and saying you can't expect us to protect the country and yep. the world's computers if you're hiding flaws that you've already found. So I think he's quite right on that score. You've, you've all got to come together on these things and uh, any advantage the NSA may have had from knowing about these exploits and presumably trying to uh, to, to use those in their own services um, is far outweighed by having hundreds of thousands of computers around the world. You know, the national health in the UK uh, is almost on its knees at the Massively moment. Massively impacted, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. And they, they have a large number of um, uh, XP machines, uh, predominantly because of a politician who refused to give them the money to upgrade them. And uh, Theresa, uh, Theresa, Theresa, someone, right. Theresa May, when she was minister, <laughs> uh, decided that no, they they didn't need to upgrade. They were well, perfectly fine. Don't, don't need modern technology. I think no. it was even worse than that. My understanding was that they had a specific agreement in place with Microsoft That's where right. they were paying five million pounds for Microsoft to provide security coverage for the NHS machines. So they and didn't Ms. have May to upgrade them. And d- she said decided, no. yeah. yeah, exactly. That was five million pounds that could be spent elsewhere. And fox hunting because she's obviously very smart when it comes to technology things. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm, yeah there you go. So yeah, it's yeah. probably now cost them five hundred million pounds. Easily to the problem out. Yeah. Well done. She should lead the country and make major decisions <laughs> about whether or not they stay in the European Union. Exactly. But that's another point. Uh, that's but right. yes, yeah, exactly. It's it's. Um, you can't fix stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can vote for it. Exactly. Vote oh, early yeah. and vote often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what right. tends to be happening around the world, isn't yeah, it? A there's a fair bit of voting stupid going on. Yeah, yeah. When we're in charge, Brett, things I, will I, be different. I'll tell you what, yep, that's yep, right. Exactly that's right. right. Um, I, I was interested to see that CERT, um, our, our newly minted um, uh, computer emergency response team at government level, uh, this is their first big test since they were... Uh, inaugurated, of course, and they um, they came out. They had an advisory fairly quickly off the mark, mm. um, and I think this is probably quite good for them because um, uh, this will raise their profile quite nicely. Uh, sign up if you if you're concerned about these things. Sign up for the um, the alerts that they put out. Yeah, uh, because that'll that'll give you a heads up about this kind of thing. Assuming, of course, your computer is working when mm. when you look. <laughs> Cert, right. Yeah, I saw. I I had a look on Saturday on the website, and it was a little bit odd. I went to the top of the the top of the screen yeah, where the blog yeah, posts were, right. and I was ah, oh, they, they're here. not covering this. And then sort of maybe they were on a random date order or something. Further down, after you know other older entries, there was an, an entry um, dated Saturday. That, That's right. That, that was actually yeah. That uh, was talking about what, what I was, had the what, same experience. What, what was yeah. going on? Yeah, it did um, seem a little odd, didn't it? There was a lot of stuff up there that you thought, oh, no, this is big. This should be above the fold, right in the middle of the screen. Look at me now. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it was kind of buried. But I, they've, they've since moved it around a bit. So, so some I guess there's some you know some simple ad, advice. 
and most of our listeners will be well across this because we've talked about uh, cyber security things uh, many times over, over, over yeah. many years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, simple things, at, at least to be in, encouraging yeah. um, others in their homes and businesses to take care of, uh, making sure that there's, there's good backups. And that's not, um, you know, it's got to be more than just the most simplistic sort of uh, layers of, of backups because... Oh, yeah. As as these things increase in their smarts and their their capabilities, they'll be able to reach out to your cloud services, to Dropbox, your OneDrives and yeah. Dropboxes and Google. Uh, they'll be able to scrub your external drive that has your backup on it and so on. So um, you know you need to have multiple layers covering these uh, covering these bases. Um, so yeah, get your get your backups right. That's right. Make sure they're really good. Uh, make sure your computer's updated. That's yeah. um, turn that's, on automatic that's, updates. That's pretty. Sim- that's pretty. Let it do it. Uh, simple that it needs to be done now obviously it does vary we've got java we've got all these bits and pieces that need updating um but what's yeah. java about every 15 minutes and update, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, urgent so urgent there's, there, there's lots of bits and pieces in in there but you know make sure that stuff's getting uh, getting taken care of um within antivirus, organizations yeah, yeah well yeah. antivirus making sure you've got you know you've got the latest and greatest uh stuff running there not something you got you know 10 years ago and I mean, we've got uh, we've got pretty reasonable built-in stuff with uh, with Windows these days yeah, to cover right. certainly yeah. cover the you know home user type scenarios yeah. and businesses. The free stuff doesn't you know give you the layers of reporting and so on. But you know, it's it's still better than uh, than nothing else. Um, and the other thing that I advocate is um, cybersecurity training within oh, organisations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What is it? I, is I've never make sure everyone knows that. you know what they should and shouldn't be doing. If you go if you peel back the layers on these things, right? Um, people, right? Yeah. You know, and it's the weak point people randomly double clicking on stupid stuff that they shouldn't touch, right? Um, and if something does get through, a little bit of training goes a hell of a long way. And um, yeah, it just it staggers me that organisations don't think that that's an investment that's worth making. You know, yeah. I, I would argue that the vast majority of them don't deliver cybersecurity training to their staff right? well yeah I mean it's interesting I mean at Gorilla we've you know we've done that just part and parcel of, of what we offer to our customers for you know for many years and you know I still I talk to people you know today from organisations of all sizes and the large majority of people seem to have not had anything in terms of uh, of training now of course mm. it doesn't it's, it's not a magic bullet but it should be part of the uh, part of the mix yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. One, one last thing on this, yeah. right? Um, the Cert NZ thing, right? Which, is, as Paul said, is what, probably a, a month or two old, yeah, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, about right? a month. Yeah. I can't believe they have only 639 followers on Twitter. Right? <laughs> yeah. So this is anyone that's listening out there and you're on Twitter, go and follow them on Twitter. It's at Cert, C-E-R-T-N-Z. They're not hard to find. They're well worth finding. And I'd be deeply disappointed if by tomorrow morning they don't have at least a thousand followers. Right, one of the most important cybersecurity organisations in New Zealand. Um, you know, well set up, doing good work. I mean, they've done yeah, pretty yeah. good so far. The they first have. big emergency, I think they conducted themselves really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have a lot more than six hundred thirty-nine followers. So, 
I'm going to sit and refresh this number. I'm just going to, the minute it goes up, I'll have a little Yahoo. And, and yeah, at the moment, they're, um, they're saying, look, don't get caught out now by the second wave uh, of WannaCry uh, would-bes. These are, of course, the phone scammers who are now yes. ringing people saying, we can protect your computer from this thing you read about that you don't really understand. Please enter your credit card details here. So that's, I mean, that, that is important stuff. This is... This is entry level yep. um, 101 okay. security. You know, get it done, and uh, and they're doing a good job with it. Yeah, and and it is worth you know being aware that these things will get updates. There'll be new issues That's all the right. time. So you know, don't think oh we got past the weekend on this one. Yep. So we're uh, we're absolutely fine Actually, because something can hit you at any time. One of the most dangerous things in the whole cyber security thing, and this is kind of recalling my time that I was at Microsoft NZ, is your mate that thinks he knows quite a bit about this stuff, <laughs> yeah. but actually knows nothing about this stuff. So, <laughs> you know, the, the mate that tells you, oh, you don't need a firewall, they're wrong. The mate that tells you about, oh, no, don't turn on automatic updates because blah, 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 they're wrong. Um, yeah, I, I've seen so many people following bad advice and getting themselves into trouble, right? Into so, big trouble. Yeah. And if you're not sure, you know, if there is any doubt, ask Go yeah. and, you know, but not your get, mate. That's, that's right. Get some actual yeah, help. Professional help. And if, yeah, if yeah. you're a business, make sure you're, in, you're investing yeah. you know, properly that's in this right. stuff because, yeah, if if you don't, then you're going to get into some trouble. And, uh, yeah, I, I just yeah. saw a report the other, other day from a uh, an unnamed organization that had, that had got hit. And, uh, yep. oh, yeah, no, the IT guys thought everything was fine. Yeah. That's and, right. Uh, oh, and, then we, and then after we got hit, we we'd been told the backups were fine. Oh well, actually, we'd never done any yeah. any uh, yeah. any any testing and and so on. Uh, yeah, actually, it didn't work. So um, so yeah, that's and, yeah. and away you go. So yeah, those 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 sorts of uh, things are yeah un- unfortunately reasonably uh, reasonably common stories. And I guess on that that cyber security training um, front, it's also teaching people to be you know cautious on a broad basis mm. but it was a herald this week that had an article uh, about a company that had got sent a fake purchase order yep. um, from well it appeared to be from Otago University I, th- I think yep. and it was from some solar panels now not to be delivered to Otago um, they would have be been delivered to somewhere in the in the UK but you know yeah, yeah. whoever Plausible was enough. involved um, hadn't been, you know, taught to be really, really cautious about things that are coming through yeah. in an electronic manner, and so, you know, presumed everything was all okay, and they shipped off these solar panels. I think they shipped from Australia yeah. uh, to uh, to a location in the UK, and of course, they were never, uh, never paid, never, again. never paid for. That's right. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, when you've gone through and and you know, been taught and heard some of the stories, mm. some of the cautions, um, then you're going to go through some pretty normal steps like, you know, picking up the phone, Check. calling the phone that's right. number that's, um, you know, that's available publicly online, not the fake phone number that's come through in the email yeah. with a purchase order. And, yeah, you go through some steps and verify. And, yeah. yeah, maybe you make sure you get paid up front or they, whatever. They, but it's very, those, very sad to hear those mm, stories. There, there are... Pretty credible stories here in New Zealand of companies being scammed into seven figures by yeah, yeah. not dissimilar schemes, right? You know, yeah, and, and some quite quite well those quite those figures well, they're, they're they're big firms, right? Yeah, 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 very, yeah very, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah. not good. We don't really want to be, um, yes, yeah, we we want to be generating export revenues, not uh, not exporting our money to uh, scammers exactly around right. the world, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. 
now on to, um, I guess, another sort of topic to do with um, data and its value. Obviously, uh, when when people get hit with with ransomware, uh, you know that is. Um, Something where you know some people will go and pay money to get their data back, there, but mm. there's some data that's really valuable. And I've seen a couple of stories in in recent weeks uh, around the value of uh, of data, and um, relates to Disney's latest uh, Pirates of the Caribbean being pirated, uh, um, and someone asking them uh, for you know basically funds to uh, to not release uh, copies of that, uh, you know, ahead of it being uh, uh, made publicly available. Um, and I think Netflix as well got, uh, apparently got hit yeah. uh, in relation to new series of Oranges and New Black. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there are some situations where you've got to be, uh, you know, take it right to the next level in, in terms of your security and uh, uh, making sure your data is absolutely safe. Because in yeah. these cases, I mean, we could be talking, well, many millions anyway, and potentially into the tens and hundreds of millions for uh, for letting data like this leak out in the wrong way. Not good. Exactly. And uh, you know, Netflix had quite a good response, which was to say, "Go right ahead." Yeah. Um, because yeah, they've got better distribution mechanisms. They've got better, exactly. <laughs> and and you know, to be honest, they I, I've often held up uh, Netflix and their ilk as the answer to piracy. Correct. Uh, mm. Let mm. people give mm. you money, it's, and they will. The I, I don't know anybody now who would go out and think, oh no, I can get the whole. Netflix, I yeah. can get it all for free. Yeah. Uh, you're paying fifteen bucks a month. You might, you know, nobody's it's next gonna, to free. That's right. So yeah. it's in one respect, it's devalued the uh, the piracy itself to the point where um, it's. It's actually getting quite hard to think of anything you would need to pirate except for really obscure stuff that you just can't find. I mean, you make it really convenient and really you easy. You do. That, yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. right? That's and always been the answer. That's, yeah. oh, there was a, a survey I saw just recently in the last week or two where they were um, surveying people who were still torrenting and pirating stuff, mm. and most of them had multiple you know, Netflix accounts and other paid accounts. They were more than happy to pay and were actually yeah, yeah, paying yeah. a substantial amount of money per month for streaming services of all sorts. Plus, they were pinching the occasional thing, but no yeah. doubt, on a average revenue per user head, they were they, they were they the, were well. The in. companies yeah, producing yeah. the content were ahead. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, that was always the argument about. Um, I like Netflix. Just that's a great response, right? Pfft, yeah, yeah just you know, yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, go ahead and release it. Uh, I, I quite like this idea of um, of threatening. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, and maybe if we pay them, they won't release it. <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the upshot. The last four or five, or how many right. up to now? About oh, seven, right? Oh, you know, 19. the yeah. first one was good, but come on, yeah, you're exactly. milking, you're flogging a dead cow, milking the horse, sort of thing going on here. So what's what's the story? That's, yeah, that's, we could have like a crowdfunding campaign just to please no, keep it. Please, under wraps. please keep it. Yeah, that's about the only thing. Um, I think left the only work left for Johnny Depp, isn't it? These days, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With somebody whispering in his ear, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, now on to a couple of other local things. Zero, yeah, they've hit profitability. Zero. They've, they've um, well, more or less, is, they've, yeah. is, is you know pretty uh, pretty impressive. So when we look back at the last full year, no, no, they haven't, but they've they've moved into it. They um, have recently, which is uh, is really great to hear. In fact. As I was sort of Googling it, there were stories coming up online. I think the New Zealand Herald had one from less than 12 months ago where they were, they were um, you know, referencing some analyst and the prediction was 
maybe Zero would reach profitability by 2020. Uh, I think the National Business <laughs> yeah. Review published something of uh, maybe by 2019. So, uh, yeah, I think it's really impressive uh, as a result. And I think it speaks to, um, I mean, there, there are so many smart things in terms of how uh, how Rod and the team have developed and grown the company uh, globally, how smart they've been with yeah. how they uh, how they market uh, and and promote zero, and that they you know they've taken a, a really global uh, a global approach to, to things. Yeah, that's, I mean, right. my, my experience with with zero. I mean, I've used the product and it blew me away, and that was three or four or five years ago. It was just stunningly good, and the customer mm. service was world class. You know, the the personality of the organisation was great, and and it's always intrigued me when I hear particularly more traditional analysts, quote-unquote, talking about things that they really clearly don't understand in the digital world and, and Rod Drury's yeah. incredible patience and fortitude of explaining a new, a brave new world to them in a way that isn't condescending or whatever. And, you know, he's taken a fair bit of heat in the press in the past and he just keeps rocking on up and, you know, they um, had the occasional blip and glitch and the share prices had a bit of up and down in it. But, but you know, obviously some very clear vision and some really, really good leadership in that organisation. Yeah, That's gonna right. Be, they're going to be huge, those guys. And they're, they're getting on that way. I mean, they've got yeah, a million are. subscribers yeah. now. They've, they've yeah, that was that. the number that blew me away. A yeah, million a million subscribers. subscribers. I mean, that's yeah. that's not bad. I mean, Rod yeah, always talks okay, about building a billion-dollar business from the batch, and he's, yeah. he's, he's there. You know, what are they now? Uh, today, their share price is up 3.5%, another 3.5%. So that's... Uh, market value of about two billion dollars. So you know they are they are absolutely taking the world by storm. I, I'm always entertained when I see MYOB ads these days because they look exactly like zero ads. <laughs> they and, do. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, and and my accountant. Um, you know, when I started this business, uh, my accountant said um, I'll only deal with people who are using zero. So you know, it's either get on or get out. Uh, and it has been. Remarkable! It's absolutely seamless. All the things uh, that I was last you know, freelancing as a as a reporter, you, you get to try a few things, um, and it was always very difficult. And it was always more trouble than it's worth. This is painless. I can invoice people. I can see when they've opened the invoice. When they ring up and go, "Oh no, we never got that invoice." I go, oh, "That's funny. I can see you've got it open right now." Uh, you know, that's it's 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 trackable. It's traceable. It's mobile. It's all the things you want from a modern service and. Uh, Grown right at home here, right here at uh, in New Zealand, which is fantastic. One yeah. of the things I think they've done an incredibly good job of that other organisations could and should look at is how they've shortened design cycles, right? And yeah, how they've yeah. done such a great job getting customer feedback and building what the customer right wants. Right into the loop. Yeah. The other thing too that's amazing, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's the number of releases they do a year. And I'm I'm pretty sure that it might have been last calendar year they did something like 400 releases, like. Those guys More have than really got the whole yeah, DevOps yeah. thing humming, mm. and you know they are just pushing the go button on the next release. On you know, obviously, once a day or something like that, which is just staggering from a in, internal um, organization getting you know getting that to work. There, there are companies out there that would dream of pushing that button twice a year. Oh, exactly. Um, let alone once a day. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah, you know? so, yeah, yeah. Leaders. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a pretty exciting new world we're in, and you know I think it it's good that it's also creating other you know there's all sorts of up, other opportunities that have uh, that have come out of what what Zero's done, whether it's you know, companies like uh, Venn that have uh, uh, 
you know, obviously being able to, um, um, you know, emulate some of what uh, what Zero yep. have, yep. have 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 achieved with their point of sale software, um, or others that have gone out and started uh, started new businesses after you know spending time. Uh, at zero, so um, what did you say the market cap was for zero? Two billion, a bit over two billion. Okay, yeah, well, Fonterra's is nine point six four. Yeah, see, I know which one I'd be investing in yeah, at this go. point. Interesting, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Just, yeah, just yeah. the bricks and mortar, and that's right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in a yeah. different world, and there's there's plenty no, of room, plenty of room for growth in uh, oh. in zero, right? Honestly, oh, oh, yeah. you, know, you know they, they haven't even really now, nailed but, it. Uh, yeah, how how many million customers will will you know? I they, I, they I, I remember reach. I was driving driving home to Tauranga, um, oh, it must have been a year or so back, and um, listening to Rod being interviewed on radio uh, radio New Zealand RNZ, um, and they they'd missed a target, and their stock price had been hammered for it for whatever it was a ten percent drop or whatever it mm. might be. And he was explaining that the target they missed was, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something that they were aiming for 1.1% of some market share in the States and they'd only done 0.9%. Whatever it was, basically what he was saying was 99% of the market we haven't even reached yet. And 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 nobody else has Just wait till they get to the 3, the 5, and the 7, and the 10% is right there. Yep. Yeah. So the, the, the shares are on and sale. Think, yeah. Get yeah, in. Yeah. They're out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Their US gross the growth should not be was, misconstrued as financial advice <laughs> was uh, something like fifty percent. Uh, you know, in terms of their growth of customer customer base there. So um, yeah. you know they're 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 starting to uh, they're starting to track in the right direction. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know they've done very well in New Zealand, Australia, and uh, and the UK markets. Uh, but the US is the is the big challenging one. But uh, they seem to be you know. Starting to get some pace now, so yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see. What the other they, thing what too with, with them that always like I, accounting stuff puts me to sleep. Oh yes, <laughs> but, but I actually don't. enjoyed, and I think I've quoted this before. You know, using zero and the mm. fact that my world record was I think ninety seconds or something for doing a G, GST return yeah. and logging onto ASB and paying my GST. That's and, right. It's like wow, you know that, that's ridiculously that's actually, yeah, 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 incredible. Yeah. And and because they're all open, uh, they're starting to integrate now yes. with other things that are also of value. So ASB has a new um, service uh, called uh, Plus, which as a small business you can sign up to. It allows you to um, connect all of your uh, accounts, your zero account, and and put together quite you know quite a nice looking dashboard of um, who owes you money, where 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 is you know where's it all going for you. Uh, it's it's been very um, very useful as a small business owner uh, to have a look at you know what's overdue, what needs work, what what's available Which right now. To fire. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, who to chase and who to beat with a stick. Yeah. And um, uh, the dashboard is tremendous. It all integrates and it's all off the back of zero saying this is how we're going to do it. If you want to build something that connects with us, fine, go right ahead and let's get stuck in. Uh, and it's it's uh, that is the way forward, I think. And a lot of companies are jumping in mm. on the back of it. Yeah. One thing I would wish they would sort out is um, Workflow Max, which is a, a company they bought a few years ago, um, designed for managing uh, your hours during the day. Uh, and it's a mutt with fleas, guys. Fix it, fix it, <laughs> or neuter it, one or the other. But um, it was horrible, horrible experience. Um, now, one last uh, topic that is. Uh, Still a local one, Rocket Lab. Oh, uh, my favourite story. A few days off, we are told. Uh, I think next, uh, NBR are saying next Monday, uh, a 10-day launch window opens. Yep. And uh, I think there's a, there's a pretty high chance that uh, we will see uh, Rocket Lab actually uh, doing 
their uh, their big launch, which is uh, is pretty exciting. And Rocket Lab, I think, uh, now it's being reported that uh, they've got a valuation uh, now based on, I guess, the uh, the private equity investment they've had in excess of a, a billion US yep. uh, dollars. So. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty pretty impressive. So yeah, I'm very much uh, hoping this uh, this launch will mm. go go ahead and 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 go well. And uh, what they're what they're looking to achieve is is pretty Im- impressive in terms of uh, uh, launches. Uh, one of the numbers that was was quoted is that uh, they are um, hoping to do seven uh, launches this year, eighteen next year, and. The context on that is that uh, in the US there were 19 rocket launches yep. last year. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yep. by, by bringing things down to the, the yep. um, commoditizing, um, shoving things in space, <laughs> right, makes us the 11th country in the world, I believe, um, with the capability to, I mean, we haven't done it yet, but yeah, let's assume yeah, they to, nail to it. Get up to yeah. um, we'll just be the yeah. 11th country to be able to shove something into orbit. I think it's something to be really it's proud of. It's pretty good. Mm. It really is. Mm. And uh, and a lot of it, uh, that schedule that you talk about there, Paul, is is down to being based here in New Zealand for launches. Uh, I never realised this, but whenever they, whenever the Cape Canaveral launch gets scrubbed, uh, you know, we'll have to do, come back another time, and it's months of delay. That's because they, they not only close the airspace around Cape Canaveral, they also shut down shipping because yes. the last thing you want is something large falling out of the sky onto your very expensive super tanker. So, uh, oddly, the Mahia Peninsula doesn't get an awful lot of super tankers or cruise ships <laughs> going by. So when they, when they say today's no good because of the weather, they go, that's all right, come back tomorrow. We'll just make sure the fishing boats are out of the way. Just wait. So, so it's, A little bit further in the year, there'll exa- be little guys in little tin boats. That's, they're just that's, watching. They'll you know? just be <laughs> hanging around watching. I think it's fantastic. It's a great news story. Um, uh, this is a test launch that they're talking about. So um, part of me hopes that um, they get a lot of data by having the thing explode mid-flight because they will get... <laughs> <laughs> they will. They said to me they will learn an awful lot more from a from a disaster than they would from a successful launch. However, um, most of me wants it to take off quite nicely. Sadly, this is um, it's a rocket that is uh, it's it's not like the the big rockets that you see on on a NASA launch with uh, with the very slow build up and then it finally clears the launch pad and away it goes almost like a ship leaving port. Um, this is a giant firework, and yep. it will go off like a giant firework. So for those people who are expecting the launch to look a little bit like SpaceX, um, I'm sorry you're going to be disappointed because this thing will be in orbit before you've finished saying, has it gone? What's, what's, what was that big noise? I don't – whoosh, and off it goes. So it'll be fantastic. And they've you know, developed some great technology with their, with their Rutherford uh, engine. Which Three uses rocket engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. That and alone is worth I, the wait. I've, yeah. been hearing, uh, I've been hearing the um, Elon Musk – Sort of story and the story of his companies, and you know, fascinating hearing about the uh, the the rocket engine development there and the ones that have ex- exploded and all the you know the huge amount of time that they put into it. Um, so I'm I am you know very curious to uh, to see how Rocket Lab will get on uh, in terms of their success, but uh, very very exciting mm. I think. Uh, for uh, for New Zealand that that's uh, that that's happening. There's a great statistic associated with this, and I have no idea if it's true or not, but I don't really care. And that is that because of Rocket Lab, there are now more rocket scientists in New Zealand per head of population than any <laughs> yeah. other country on the planet. We'll take that. Yeah, I, I know like that. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, if it's true, <laughs> don't it just sounds good. So I quote yeah. it quite often. That's People cool. Go, oh, that's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's I'll, it's I'll a check phenomenal its veracity one day. And, and full credit to Peter for driving that business. I, I mean, you know. 
What was he on when he came up with that idea, right? right. A cheeky Some- engineering student. Oh, can we borrow your island to yeah. launch a few missiles? Yeah, go right ahead. So uh, here we are. It's, it's, it's high time that yeah. um, this took off. Uh, Australia, you can keep building uh, concentration camps, thanks. Here in New Zealand, <laughs> we're building spaceports and That's we're right. launching the future. Exactly. So, you know, queue up and we'll let you um, come on over once, yep. once we're sorted. We'll even provide you with health care. Yeah, yeah. So generous, aren't we? Yeah, oh, we're nice you. people. We are very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Excellent. That's Thank you, gents. Remarkable. Thank you. Now, where do we track you down online? Oh, Brent? no, you can't track uh, us. Oh, no, privacy. No, that's Brett. right. Privacy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, find me on Twitter. It's probably the easiest thing, at Brett Roberts. Always so easy. I know. I know. You used my good. name. It's good. <laughs> I, I thought it was quite clever. It's very unique. And Paul. I'm at Paul Brislin on Twitter, which is nice and easy. Or uh, Brislin.nz is the company website, which doesn't do anything except direct you back to Twitter. So just find me there. It's much easier. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there on Twitter somewhere as well at Paul Spain. Uh, and you can find us online at nztechpodcast.com. Uh, just a little reminder, uh, Facebook, each week we are uh, we are generally managing to do a, a live stream of the episodes. So if you want to get in a, a little bit earlier and um, ahead of, uh, of others – uh, who are listening through the usual podcast app. If you're very keen, then uh, you can always join us there. Uh, and you can find me on facebook.com uh, slash Spain. All right, that's us. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.